Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you do my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another 42 Level 1. I'm one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy. This is episode 316. And here with me, as always, except the weeks that we're not here, the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Andy Ocker. Yes. So, except last week. Except the weeks we're not here, that's fine. <laughs> um, so yes, um, we're back from outer space. Um, wipe that sad look from your face and all the other good stuff in that song. So yes, um, last week we took a break. Andy's got a very new, exciting position that he's working very, very stressful. He had the manic transportation, like he basically drove across America last week and back to get people. <laughs> yes, but we're back. So we'll start off with big screen, we screen. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies we have watched or haven't watched throughout the week. Andy, have you managed to watch anything? Mm, just The Walking Dead. Which was uh, which was good again. They, they're doing some good stuff with this. I was they just created like a big, uh, big issue. And they killed sh- loads of people in the latest episode, which was you know, pretty good. The thing is, I've, I've heard that um, The Walking Dead is better now that Rick's not in it. Like after you yeah. saying that, like everybody seems to be agreeing. Yep, totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I don't have much more to add to it than that, but it's good again. Go watch it. That's good. That's very good. Did you watch it today? Nope. Oh, nothing at all. Sad Andy is sad. Sad, just busy. <laughs> so yeah, um, well I watched uh, White Gold um, okay. season two, which was, it's on Netflix season one and it's got, is Chuck Bass the right guy's name I'm thinking of? Chuck Bass? Okay, yeah, I don't know that. He's the main guy. Yeah, yeah, and the two from them between us and they're like, um, they are double glazing salesmen in the first season and second season they sell like conservatories and it's just like a comedy set back in the 80s kind of Dale Boy stylish sort of thing um, season 3 looks like it's going to be a timeshare they're selling which is hilarious because that's exactly where you can see these guys working it's just such a funny show there's only like 8 episodes a season they're like 20 minute episodes so we like beasted through the second season in like 2 nights but really funny season 2 is on like BBC iPlayer if you've got it free to get if you're around the world i'm quite sure a vpn could get you use of it um i watched jimmy carr's stand up on netflix thinking it was a brand new show but it turns out it was just like it was a new show but it was ollie's joke ollie's best joke kind of 
worked into like a new show, if you know what I mean, kind of slightly told differently. And I don't, I, I, I like Jimmy Carr. I would have preferred new material though, um, rather than this. But I watched through it because it was only like an hour, and it was kind of like not wanting to watch anything. Um, and the last thing, I'm, oh no, no, not the last thing. I finished Castlevania season one. Oh, nice. It's only only four episodes though, like. Um, and it kind of finishes on like an open-ended note as well, so it's kind of weird that they pitched that as the first season. Like, I don't know if executives watch it and get to the end and go right. So what's next? And they're like, "Aha! Pick up the season and find out." You know, like I don't know why they would do that if, like, no, no series is really guaranteed another season. Do you know what I mean? Especially in this day and age. So I don't know why you would, unless you were told you were getting two seasons. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um. Really good. The voice acting superb in it. I'm almost sure the sort of voice, the narrator guy from Destiny, is the voice of um, I don't know if it's Vincent Belmont, whatever Belmont it is in the show. I think that's the same as the guy in Destiny. But anyway, the voice cast is impressive. I really like the story, and it got me so into Castlevania, like story wise, that I ended up picking up a game this week that I'll talk about later. But um, you know me, Andy, I've never really been into Castlevanias, and. Um, yeah, this this show is just great. I've not finished season two. I've maybe watched the first two, or three episodes, but there's like eight this season. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really. If this guy can make me like a series that I've no interest in, then I'm really excited to see what he does with Devil May Cry, because um, he's obviously going to do that. And a lot of people were confused, thinking it was a crossover universe, but he's not. He's just said like a like a multiverse style thing. Like it's not. It's not like. Dante's going to be running about in the 1800s or whenever this was set, you know, trying to kill Dracula as well. There might be some crossover, but people have got to remember that Konami own um, Castlevania and uh, Capcom own Devil May Cry, so depending on the license, the licensees, license holders, don't know who it is, um, whether they want their properties crossed. So yeah, anyway, that's that's all I watched apart from, um, I'd seen the OA part two had came up and I'm like, yeah, that was in my watch list for ages. Um, so I've watched all of season one I'm on episode four of season two uh, the OA I don't really want to say too much because like if I talk about the show like anybody that wants to watch it it's just going to spoil it it's better just going in blind pardon the pun and um, watch watching it it's it is explainable but I don't want to explain it because it gives away twists and turns because this show like starts off and basically this woman's been kidnapped and she's been like held as a hostage, not hostage. I don't know what it's called. Like she's abducted and she's been kept for seven years or whatever. And all of a sudden she's seen, she's back and she's on YouTube and like her mom and dad come to visit her and uh, she doesn't recognize them. And I don't really want to go into it too much more. Obviously like season two, season two is kind of different, but it's not. The weird thing is once you've seen season one, you get to the end You'll be like, oh, I need to see season two now. And it starts out with this detective guy investigating a girl going missing in a different city in America. And you're like, what the hell's going on? And see, halfway through the first episode of season two, I was like, they've completely like um, changed this up. Like, is this like going to be an anthology style thing? Whereas each each season kind of links. But I don't want to tell you any more about it because I want everybody to watch this show to have the same kind of what the fuck feeling as me in season two um the lead actor kind of reminds me of kid cuddy like i don't know what i've seen him in before um kid cuddy that is i'm sure kid cuddy was in a film but um it reminds me of him and he's like kind of this private investigator and he's trying to find this girl and she's known to hang about this house and it's kind of tech this this one's got a, a video game still thing based 
it's weird. It's really weird. Like this show's kind of part Black Mirror, part um, Twenty Two Cloverfield Lane, part like I can't explain everything. Like I can explain. Like I know the story, but if I go into any more detail, it'll ruin some of the plot twists in like season one. So I don't really want to do that. Um, and I only withhold information about shows that I really want you to watch. They are. And I really want at least somebody else to watch this because this one's one of those that I seen the advert for maybe a year or two ago, and it's just been it's a Netflix original sort of thing, and it's just been sitting in my watch list, and um, I just decided to pull the trigger on it. And I was working the next morning; I was up to like three. I was so tired at work, like I ended up just binge watching most of the se- first season, and then the next few nights I watched the end of it. It's just such a good show, but I'd say I prefer season two's tone. To- season one's tone um but yeah the, the episode one just threw me completely off guard with this detective um with like a bright orange car and a yellow jacket and it's like what the hell like this one was about this girl coming back to the place that she was from after being missing for seven years and like it was about the community and things like that and what had went on and eventually hearing her story of what happened when she was abducted and all this and meeting other characters and stuff from flashbacks and then flash forwards and all this, not flash forwards, present day stuff. And then season two takes off and it's like, oh, well, okay. So I guess that was just the end of that story. And this is completely new and kind of it leads you off on its path. And um, I will say no more. I'm at a really exciting bit just now, actually, before Andy came on the show and I was like, um, but yeah, really cool. Turns out, I can tell, I suppose, a wee bit of it, right? So, this girl was called Prairie, and um, when she was younger, she was, like, born in Russia, and um, basically her dad was, like, high up in the Voy, or the Mafia, or something like that. They called it the Voy, and he gets assassinated, I would imagine, because they want to send, somebody wants to send a message out to the Mafia saying they can't do everything, so, like, the school bus she was on, like, kind of, with all these other mafia-style kids, like, goes off the edge of a bridge, and it was, like, meant to be a message towards all the mafia guys, and, oh, it's just, like, she's now prairie, she was adopted and then up, you know, and um, by this American couple, and that that was her mum and dad from when she was maybe about seven, but, yeah, it, like, it's got, it's got loads of layers, like, see, when I was watching it, I goes, Andy's going to hate this, but I'm going to refer to this show as an onion again, because, literally, when you see it, you get the onion in the bulb, and you're like, oh, this is a typical, like, girl's been kidnapped and like it's going through what actually happened in the seven years with her captor and stuff like that do you know what i mean and how she escaped and everything but there's so many like side paths to it that's like oh my god i didn't see it being this sort of show but yeah like i said black mirror cloverfield laney kind of i don't know how else best to describe it without spoiling it so that's all i'm going to give you just now um but yeah definitely check out the way um on on netflix uh See, I thought it was called The OA, but it's called The OA, and it's explained in the show. So I watched that and absolutely loved it. And like I said, I've been watching it today. I watch it every second that I can. Like, episodes vary in length. Like, some episodes are like 30 minutes to 40 minutes, some are an hour. And I kind of like when TV does that, where, you know, you feel sometimes the story's been crammed and you can tell it's been cut to fit, like, um, the 30-minute schedule they have on, like, broadcast TV for old things. So it's like you have to have the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes this one's obviously like different lengths because it doesn't have like that sort of scheduling. It's like a Netflix show, so they've been allowed to tell the story at their own pace. And I, I like seeing that because usually when shows have got 
it sounds weird, but when shows on Netflix have got different varying lengths, some's like 40 minutes, some's like an hour, blah, blah, blah. It's like you can tell they've been allowed to tell that part of the story for that episode, like within how lo- however long they needed. You know what I'm trying to say. You know, that's yeah. good. So anyway, definitely check that out. I know, Andy, it might be years now before you get to check any TV out, but yeah, I think you would really <laughs> dig this show as well. Um but yeah, that's about it for all I watched. Definitely recommend the way White Gold if you can get it in Castlevania. Everybody should watch. Like I'm, I don't. I've played one of the games for the first time um, this week because of this show. Um, so if you've you've even any slight inkling in Castlevania, and I, I don't particularly like anime either, and this is just incredible. Um, so yes, anyway. Um, We'll move on to level up, and this is the part of the show where we talk about all the video games we've played or haven't played throughout the week, and most importantly, the video game news. So, Andy, there's been loads and loads happening in the video game news, so let's get started. Fuck off, Bond. Sorry. Cat's been a douche. Mm-mm-mm. I'm just trying to find ones that are actually relevant. <laughs> so, uh, Castlevania Harmonied Spear is battle compatible. Yay. Don't know if that's a good one or not. The only one I ever hear about is Symphony of the Night and the Rondo of Blood, which was on PlayStation. But I'm ca- they're on sale just now. But I'm kind of holding out for this um, Castlevania collection that's meant to be in the next few months, early summer. So it's obviously going to be like May June because they've announced four games and there's four left out. And everyone says there's no reason to leave the other four blank unless it's going to be Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. So I'll be raging if I buy it in PlayStation. And these are the sort of games that I would rather play on Switch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're good games, but definitely on Switch. Um, yeah. uh, Fallout 4 came back to Game Pass and Fall, uh, F1 2018 came to Game Pass yep uh, Steam, <laughs> Steam lets you play your stream uh, your Steam games from anywhere by streaming yay there are, there's four <laughs> Andy's tired games. excitement <laughs> like your fake excitement's usually like that fake excitement's even funnier <laughs> Um. There's four new uh, Sniper Elite games in development currently. And no one cares. Four? Why are there four? That's strange. Well, it's not really that there are four new ones in development. They're putting out like Sniper 3 on the Switch and Sniper 4 probably. Sniper 5 was the one that was coming in, I don't know, remastered in the first one or something stupid like that. Yeah. The City of Final Fantasy NT3 edition is now out. I did try it. I didn't. You didn't do anything, no. Axiom Verge is getting a physical Wii U release for some reason. I don't understand why. It's very strange. That game came out on Switch like a year ago. Like, Why are they bothering to listen to Wii U? Well, do you not remember they had this whole thing where they were owed a Wii U version by the people that made it and then they put money into it and they just kind of disappeared the money and they're like, yeah, well, the Wii U is not a thing and you're not getting it. So there was a legal battle between limited games, limited run games and the people that made it, apparently. Remember they made a cryptic tweet about this like last year saying there's a Wii U game we're currently battling to bring out and it will surprise a lot of people. Yeah, whatever. I can't see many folk buying this. There's only like 200 copies and they actually came out saying this will make us no money, but we're doing it for the fans. Yeah. Um, Sura51 is... What is this? Killer7, the game Killer7, Capcom producer, they've promised an extended console cut. Cool. Have you played this game before? Yeah, on the GameCube, believe it or not. It was one of the only games I had in the GameCube. Decent, man. Decent game. 
um, EA Access. It looks like it's coming to PS4. Yeah, that'll be an E3 announcement, I'd reckon. Oh, no, they're skipping E3. That'll be a Sony thing announcement. Sony, whatever it is. Tiny, mini direct. It makes sense. Like, they're so stupid, they shot themselves in the foot saying no to it. Mm-hmm. Um, some rumours about Modern Warfare 4. We kind of predicted yeah, that anyway. Royale. Because if they put Battle Royale, folk would stop playing Black Ops, so it yeah. was never going to have Battle Royale. Yeah, Halo Infinite isn't going to have Battle Royale either. <laughs> yeah. I like his comment. The only BR that the developer's interested in is the Battle Rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Mobile is coming out in the West. Just get Blackout in it, though. Yeah, some sort of Blackout game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to check it out at least because it's free. Yeah. Um, Division 2's physical launch sales are only 20% of Division 1's. Yeah. I think that's because everyone was hyped for a new Tom Clancy game and then it kind of burned a lot of people. And not many people are coming back for Division 2, even though it reviewed okay and I've played it and you've played it. So, I think, I think well, if you, if you look at even just us, like we both got it digital. Digital. So yeah. The, the digital rise for games like that. Yeah, true. For these games as a service type thing are like much bigger than other games. So, uh, top 10 for last week was. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Smash Bros. Ultimate, Far Cry New Dawn, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Devil May Cry 5, Lego Movie 2, FIFA 19, Grand Theft Auto 5, Rootin, Bootin, Hootin 2, and uh, Division 2. No surprise there, really. No. Division 2 is number one? Yeah. Cool. It's not surprising, to be honest. Um, one of the Devil May Cry 5 voice actors has shown yeah. a bunch of videos from his YouTube channel because they were uh, racist and transphobic, apparently. I think it was yeah. like he had a comedy YouTube channel or something like that, and uh, he had like he had one where was, people said he did blackface, but like I, I had a look and like he was wearing a balaclava. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't paint his face or anything, he had a balaclava one. Like, that's yeah. not blackface. And he also plays the black guy in Devil May Cry 5, so. Yeah, so I don't know. People, people are too sensitive. To be fair, I didn't watch the videos, so I don't know what the content was of the videos. Um, so Google Stadia got announced. <laughs> yeah, it did. They've also they've also followed up with this article, and they've basically said if you can stream a YouTube video, then your internet's good enough to play games on Stadia. Stadia, but they didn't say name. Terrible name. They didn't. They didn't say uh, what um, resolution you'd be able to play these games at, or what frame rate you'd be able to play these games at, and I just don't. I think it's the right idea, but I think it's still too early because there's still a lot of people that don't have fibre optic, and I don't just mean me. I mean there's a lot of people that don't have fibre optic. Um, I have it not through choice, like I would have it if I could get it, but there's still a lot of people that are like, well, "What's the need? Broadband's doing me just now." So that's the problem. They need to get the mainstream market to back them for it to be successful. Um, and they need to get the casual gamers as well, and the casual gamers aren't the ones sitting with fibre optic fucking connections usually. Yeah, definitely. Um, Castle Crashers Remastered is coming to Switch and PS4. Could be cool. Like I love this game in 360, and I've got the remastered. Yeah, yeah, it could be good in Switch, but it will depend on price point if I get it. Yeah, uh, Cuphead is coming to Switch as well. Yeah, with the Xbox achievements, I've no interest in this game because I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I liked Cuphead, but I, like, I've got an Xbox and I would rather play it there than on Switch. This is the first game with Xbox achievements, though. It's cool. Probably work the same way as like the phone games. You know how Microsoft done some like like Sudoku games and stuff that you get achievements for and things like that. This will be similar to that. 
Does that mean that you, when you load up Cuphead, you'll have to sign in your Xbox account if you want to get achievements? I'd I imagine. Would imagine, well. yeah, definitely. Um, like you mentioned, the Castlevania Anniversary Collection is coming out on Switch, and they've got four unreleased or four unannounced games yeah. still to add to that. Mm. Uh, there's also a Contra Collection and a couple of, like arcade collections and stuff like that coming as well. Uh, Blaster Master Zero Two uh, came out on Switch. Yeah, I like when they announce games, but I like when they announce games and go, it's available now for games that I like. <laughs> Blaster Master, I've tried the NES version, and it was like a launch title on Switch to kind of remake Blaster Master Zero, hmm. uh, or prequel, whatever it was, and it's just, it's not good. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Disney <laughs> is resurrecting Lucasfilm games for some reason. Which is good. <laughs> It just means that they're taking some of the things off at EA. At least Disney are being active in this because EA have been fucking up a lot. Hmm. That's my opinion. Right, um, Cadence of Hyrule is a new game coming out. I don't know anything about this. Right, so um, something, Crypt of the Necro, Necro Dancer was a game, right? And the sequel, they've been given the Zelda license. So the sequel to the game is kind of a Zelda game based in that world. And it's got like Link and all those characters. It's a weird one. Really strange. I don't think I'll buy it because I didn't look like the look of Crypt at the Necro Dancer. Um, and it's just weird that the sequel you're going to be able to play as Link and Zelda and Ganon, as far as I know. I don't know. Really? And it's not just like in Diablo where you can play as Ganon. This is like a Zelda story and stuff like that. It's weird. Okay. Uh, D Sonics really liked that game. Crypt what, Crypt the Necro, Necro Dancer? Yeah, Was it on the Vita? Or? On the Vita, yeah. Um, some more games are coming to Game Pass. So, Edith, uh, what remains of Edith Finch, which is fantastic. Um, Not played as it. well as Deus Ex: Mankind Divided, are coming on the twenty first of March. So they're out now. I've not even looked at the Xbox to download them. Um, and you're also getting uh, Vampire and Walking Dead: Michonne on the twenty eighth, and then finally Operencia: The Stolen Sun is out on the twenty ninth. Um, that's mm-hmm. a game by Zen Studios. Right, if it's an RPG kind of indie dungeon crawler sort of thing, um, I'll definitely check that out. Like, cause I like the games that Zen has done before. So, hmm. Uh, Nintendo and Sony's shares dropped following Google Stadia announcement. I don't think that like I don't think that's going to make any. Well, no, I do think it's true, but I don't think that it's going to make a dent in long term. No, like the name's terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> Like it's a Wii U like or it's a Wii U level of name. Stadia. It's gonna flop. Like I mean, all this basically is is that on was it on live that I used to subscribe to and it worked fine. That's all this is. Like Yeah. And the whole Sega rumors of them working if they'd come out and Sega were partnering with them and they could at least talk about games, but they they revealed a console and didn't talk well they didn't reveal a console, they revealed a a service and they didn't talk about any exclusive games. It's like so why should I get this? Like it's out this year. And we're already end of March, April, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it in the summer." It's like, what? Why? Like, you need to get us hyped now. Tell us what games you showed us, like a video of Assassin's Creed Odyssey that everyone played last year. Mm. Like, no, not for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, Xbox One S All Digital Edition looks like it's the game and the uh, sorry, the name of the new. Microsoft yeah, console. and from the picture it looks shit. It's just an Xbox One S with no disc tray. I thought it was going to be like a tiny box that looked cool. Like it looks like yeah. Soldier Boy's console. Yeah, it's just it's just the Xbox One S with the console with the uh, disc drive removed. It does look like Soldier Boy's console. Actually, you're right. 
They probably nah. just bought them off Soldier Boy and like put their own incense in them. Yo, you need to call it the Xbox. Yo, Yo. <laughs> uh, Toe Jam and Arrow back in the groove. Uh, sold more copies on Switch than every other platform. It makes sense because these games suit the Switch. Like no one wants to play a old school platformer anymore on the on, on like no, I would estimate most gamers' TVs are like above forty inch, like or round about there. No one wants to play an old school platformer that size. Personally, I don't mm. like. So if you can get it handheld, then make it handheld. Mm. Um, Sega Ages Game Ground and Sega Ages Alex Kidd in Miracle World are coming out on March 28th, two days time. Boy, I love Game Ground, but it's the arcade version, not the Master System version, which sucks. I don't remember Game Ground. I remember Alex Kidd, it was good. I loved Game Ground. It was like you had the wee warrior and you had to work your way up the screen and the things came down towards you. Imagine a shmup actually, but you're a warrior. In fact, was it a, is it a shmup? But a basically... You have to go and, like, say there's a wizard and he's trapped in a bubble. You have to kill all the guys, go in the bubble, and then the wizard follows you. And if you die, you can play as the wizard. It was really cool. Nice. I liked uh, it. Apple also announced their streaming gaming service this week called uh, Apple no Arcade. no one cared. <laughs> yeah, no one cared. I'm going to, like, I'll stick to, like, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Thank you. Like, these have all been rumoured for years and years and years, right? Everyone's like, Google's going to try and get in the, the gaming marketplace. Every year, somebody says Apple's going to get in the gaming Place. and then you see what they're going to do and it's like you guys have really been working on this like what is going to happen here is what happened when microsoft tried to make mobile phones that's what's going to happen with this <laughs> that's what's going to happen with these games they made okay mobile phones with really shit operating system which as of december this year will no longer be supported no security certificates will work and it's already started like they're not you have to pay to renew the security server them the security licenses for each app, right? Mm. Microsoft have actually made a statement saying they would advise all the customers to move to iOS. Obviously, because they've got shares in Apple, because they pulled them out of the ship and they were going down. But yeah, if you've got a Microsoft Windows phone, move, change phones. Yeah, no, because they're uh, going out as of this year. Yeah, December, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings Gollum. Maybe yeah, it got announced. What is this? I, don't, I didn't see it. This. Oh, you didn't see it? So basically, Lord of the Rings Gollum's a game coming out next year, and I can't remember who's developing it, but basically it's um, telling us, it's sticking within Tolkien's canon, so nothing that happens in the game won't co- will contradict it, but you get to see, like, they've obviously found, like, gaps in his life that they can elaborate on and add things to, so it's going to be a canon game, and it's going to expand in the tale of Gollum. So I guess that you're going to be able to play as him when he was a hobbit, because remember, he was initially a hobbit. And it's going to talk about Schmeagol and how he became Gollum. I think that's it. And it might have like flashbacks. It might be told in a flashback kind of way, if you know what I mean. I'm not sure. But it could come to Switch. But like every game that's out, no developer is going to go, no, it's not coming to Switch because developers are all like, yeah, we, we love Nintendo too, right? But we didn't develop it for Switch because we weren't sure how it was going to sell. But it could come. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. If, I mean, I'm interested in it because I like Lord of the Rings, but yeah. Um, Sony it'll be good a... because it'll come out. Sorry, it'll be come out alongside the TV series is due to premiere like next year. So if it comes out alongside that, it'll, it'll sell quite well, I think. Yeah. Um, Sony had their first State of Play presentation, which is kind of like uh, Nintendo Direct, but for PlayStation. Except less fun. Sorry. It was kind of VR focused to be honest um, but I did oh, no. like it it did uh, make me interested in buying a VR because they did announce uh, 
Iron Man VR. Half hour experience where you can see Iron Man's floating arms in front of you, living with 17 cables. I mean, didn't say that, so. I've seen the floating arms. I've seen, like, it's disjointed arms in the, the gameplay trailer because I watched it. Yeah, but all VR and I know how many cables. I know how many cables come with the VR, so I'm just putting them together into my own wee state of you presentation. <laughs> yeah. uh, no Man's Sky is getting an update for uh, VR. So it's of course it is. VR compatibility, and you can play through the entire game in VR. It always like felt like it should be in VR, to be honest. From day one, yeah. Yeah, I reckon they've had this planned for a while, and it's probably one of the things that they wanted to put into it day one, and they just couldn't get it they done. had so many other issues <laughs> yeah but um, now it's getting updated and it will it will have VR yeah cool it's also getting another physical release what the Beyond Edition so it's got the DLC I bet the DLC is not even on the disc it's not, D- it's not. It's, well maybe not but uh, oh no it must be because yeah, the DLC is free anyway so what's the point in this game anyway being physical it's an online game pretty much yeah but I think it's just to keep it in people's minds. I mean, it's sold well and like it's continuing to be updated and stuff like that. It's all right. It's a good game. And you can get it quite it's, now, so. It's all right. I'll stop at that. For the price I paid for it, it was like fucking three quarters of that price by like the week after launch. Hmm. Um, Ready Set Heroes uh, was announced since coming to PS4 later this year. It kind of looks Are like... Are you ad-libbing this news or did you not put it up? No, no, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it kind of looks just... like... Uh, no, I've uh, I, like I went and looked it looked it up because we never mentioned it in the in the chat. Ah, so it kind of looks like uh, what was that game we played? The uh, Majestic Mid Majestic Twelve was it? Oh, Majestic Twelve. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Looks alright. Cool. Like kind of like Castle Crashery. Something. Yeah, that sort of thing, like shooting instead of obviously dungeon crawling stuff. Look, looks alright though. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's VR got announced. No surprise. Concrete Genie got another trailer and it's coming out this fall. The only Genie I'm interested in that isn't Robin Williams is Will Smith. Boy. Boy. You got a friend in me. And West Agrabah, born, raised. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Days Gone got another trailer. Uh, I think this trailer actually looked quite good. (laughs) You know, like, zero interest in this game. I know it's a PlayStation exclusive and I should be all over it, but at the same time, I looked at it when it first got launched and I went, Oh, I hope they say that this is Last of Us. I hope this is Last of Us. And then it's like, no, it's not Last of Us. Please, everybody like it. And from what I've been seeing, like the people that have seen it and stuff said it's much better than people are, are making out. But it's like, sure. Yeah, and, and then Mortal Kombat 11 got a new trailer. I'll buy, I will buy Days Gone. Like, uh, Mortal Kombat is like, you know, okay. I might get it on Switch, depending on how it performs. Power Rangers games out tomorrow? Yeah. I do want that. What are you uh, doing? And uh, <laughs> sounds um, like you're in Willy Wonka's factory. I don't know. It's just a messenger. Um, Final Fantasy VII came out on Switch today. Finally, the big thing is this was destined to release on a Nintendo console, and that's when Square. Um, parted ways because they weren't going disc based they left with sony um and it's finally with the nintendo system but i do want it that's the thing <laughs> i do again remaster on ps4 just with the hype and i'm like 
This is another one that's, as you've always said, you love it in the Vita. Like, I liked it when it was in the Vita, and I'm like, I'd rather play this handheld, but I'm not going to put it in my PSP again. So, um, I don't know. I don't think I need it right now, to be fair. I'll get it in a sale at some point. Yeah, um, and then, for, I don't know if I'll buy it or again. I've bought it so many times. It's your favourite game of all time, though, Andy. I know. I'd, I'd rather plan them on PS4 than buy it again on Switch, to be fair, though. Because of because I get a wee virtual pat in the back. Yep. Hey, there's there's inbuilt achievements yeah. though. You, you're probably not. Probably not. No, definitely not. <laughs> I've never been the weapon, so I'm definitely not. Um, no. And then and then finally, it looks like uh, two new Nintendo Switch models inspired by 3DS's Split Evolution. Might yeah. Be. Well, now the reason I didn't want to put this up was because everybody in their auntie was posting this today, Andy, right? But then when Eurogamer done it, that's when I tend to believe stuff. Do you know what I mean? When it filters down to Eurogamer, I'm like, there must be some truth behind this. I don't think we're going to get two Switch models, right? What I think is we're going to get the one that we've always predicted, the sort of like cheaper version for the kids, so that more kids jump on it and they're on it. We've predicted this ages ago for Pokemon. Do you know what I mean? Like you bring out the kids version in the summer, sell some more units, you bundle it with Pokemon when it comes out, the kiddie version. Do you know what I mean? Like a two DS style switch with no base, no dock. However, um this is I wanted to talk about it because this is why I'm holding off getting a new switch because just in case I'm wrong and there is like a Switch Pro, obviously I would be raging if I just spent my money on a normal switch to replace my switch that is technically fine i'm just being fussy over and i've had to say that over in my head to the mirror several times but um, if they bring out the pro and i've just spent that money likely the normal switch will take a price cut if the pro comes out i would be most of the ride if i don't hold off at least for a wee while but then again if it is the kids version then i'll just probably do what i was going to do anyway i don't know <laughs> just too busy you're and you're even busier now so Anyway, let's move on to what we have played, son. So I'm going to run through a few and then let you play because my, my main thing is basically what I got today. Um, so Dev McCry 4, right? Um, you know how I've been chipping away at it. I finished Dev McCry 5, obviously, last time. I finished 4. <laughs> Not the best Dev McCry game. <laughs> Just so dull. And like once you finish it, the stupid thing is, instead of... Well, once you finish it, once you finish the Nero stages, instead of having cool Dante stages to show you how he got to where he was, you just picked up as Dante when Nero gets eaten by a big demon, and you you go backwards through the stages you've just done, except they're mostly empty without, and you fight the same bosses that Nero supposedly just killed on the way there. Like basically, you kill a boss and lock the demon gate and move on, and then you go backwards through them as Dante. It's like, well, why am I having... Like, they're meant to be locked behind the Demon Gate, but anyway, yeah, finished it. So I finished all of the Devil May Cry's now, except, um, is it Lucia's story in Devil May Cry 2? Um, I played some of the Batman anime within Andy, like, because um, you'd talked okay. about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Harley Quinn's voice, but I can see what no. you mean, that she's quite cool. No, I don't like yeah. the voice actor. Um, I think it's because, like, Margot Robbie kind of played it similar to the animated series one, and that's and that's kind of similar to the Arkham one as well. That This one was, I know it was a different take on it, but it just didn't sound put in enough. Like, it was just, it just wasn't wasn't for me. But um, I, I just got to the bit where, like, uh, she's kind of talking to you in the back of the car about being nice to Joker, and she's trying to figure out what you're up to. You know, that way where he asks you, are you in love with him? You talked about that, and he says something like that. 
you're at a bar and you have to kind of prove yourself to Joker and I kind of just beat up the guy and I'm like, like I'm playing it now like how I would want to answer the questions whereas in the last season I was kind of playing it more as like how I imagine Bruce Wayne would be and then how I'd imagine Batman would be and I kind of wish I'd stuck to that as Bruce Wayne but I beat up a guy in a bar for no good reason, you know. So anyway, um, I, I got Far Cry New Dawn I forgot. So excited I was by it. I'm not overly, I'm not overly thrilled so far, Andy. Um, mm. It's cool that it, it's not even welcoming for newcomers. Say you wanted to just grab this one, it kind of assumes that you've played the first one because it like plays out like in the trailers, the ending of the fifth game, and continues on from that. Like it is a direct sequel. Obviously, I understand how sequels work, ladies and gentlemen. But for people new to it, it's nothing for them to jump in. And the thing that annoys me, though, about it is that I've not really... They start yet the worst part of the map, in my mind, like, most boring part of Far Cry 5's map. But it makes sense starting you at the opposite side of the map than, you know, the last game, so that you can be like, oh, well, what's happening where, where the main part of the map is? So I haven't played too much of it. You do have, like, a crafting system, and I fucking hate crafting systems where you have to piece together your weapons because, obviously, it's post-apocalyptic. And I made, as everyone's seen in the adverts, the sort of buzzsaw gun. And it's fun enough. Um, I've only played that once, though. Like I didn't, I didn't go back to it because I'd been watching Castlevania, and I really kept going. I want to watch Castlevania, and I watched so many YouTube videos on Castlevania. I decided to buy Lords of Shadow, and Lords of Shadow is backwards compatible now, and it's good. Don't get me wrong, um, but they've not Xbox X updated it. They, it just it's a straight port. The graphics hold up okay. Um, just so much came out this week that I was just like, oh, I'm going to jump to this, I'm going to jump to this. So Lords of Shadows kind of like God of War Castlevania. Um, and I was kind of wanting it to be a bit more like <sighs> Metroid Prime, if you will. Like, because I know yeah. Metroid's kind of similar to it and it's more like a 3D puzzle game, whereas this is more just, there's no puzzles and it's just areas that you have to fight through. So I will play it because I'm enjoying Castlevania. And it is meant to be a very good game. Davis highly recommended. So I'll stick with it. I'll go back to it. Um, it's kind of like I think this is its own canon. The three, <laughs> the three got the three Laws of Shadow games are like their own canon. Like Mirrors of Fates, the middle one, and then Laws of Shadow Two is the last one. But they are kind of a prequel to the main games anyway. You know that way we're at the moment. Knights of the Old Republic is a prequel to all of Star Wars, but it's not canon technically because Lucasfilm changed it all. Um, Sorry, Disney changed it all. So yeah, um, apart from that, I've played the Division 2. Um, played a bit with you and Fraser. Was that last week? No. Yeah, I think it... I um, can't remember. No, I think it was but, before. So I don't think I played much more of the Division 2 then, because I never went back yeah. on to play it with Fraser. Do you know what I've probably done? I've just listed the games that I was planning and playing in Division 2. I've not got any notes under it, so I don't think I went back and played it. So yeah... Um, that's about all I played this week, to be honest, apart from, obviously, the stuff I'll talk about then. But, yeah, Far Cry New Dawn's good, but I'm glad I didn't pay more than 23 pounds I got the, the deluxe version for in the sale. I'm very glad I didn't pay out, um, was it 45 or 50 for the deluxe day one? Um, maybe I'm just not in the mood for Far Cry. Maybe that's why. I don't know if it's too much Castlevania watching. Who knows? But the past few nights I've been taking up watching a programme rather than playing games. Except tonight, but that's because I get new shiny things. But anyway, Andy, what have you managed to play in the hectic last weeks? Did you manage to play Samurai Dark Souls with Story, or 
No, because it's full of stealth and you suck at stealth. I did play Samurai Dark Souls with a story and I am terrible at it. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I only played it for like an hour. Um, but I only got to like the first enemy who has like two health bars, basically. So you mm-hmm. have to sort of kill him twice. Um, but I do like it so far. Um, it's hard, though. Well, it's Dark Souls pedigree. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I kind of expected that going in. Um, but yeah, you kind of need to just learn where the enemies are. And they, they sort of spawn slightly differently each time. Like, so they're in slightly different areas because they obviously move about. But it, it definitely reminds me of, of Bloodborne. A bit more kind of samurai Bloodborne. It's faster, though. A lot faster than Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne. Like, the combat is way faster. Yeah, because it can take like faster. two minutes to swing a sword in Dark Souls sometimes. Yeah. Like Monster Hunter styles of swinging swords. But see, when I read up about this, I was like, this game sounds like nothing I'd like and definitely nothing I'd like because I heard it was like Dark Souls hard and it involved a lot of stealth. <laughs> like, oh, then Andy says he bought it and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I bought it because I, I, I did absolutely love Bloodborne and I especially loved yeah, playing did. through it like in the first couple of weeks when nobody knew how to do anything. And like, like that whole like learning experience whilst learning with other people, like I really dug that. Did you not? Did you not have a video up though? With at one point you were playing it, and D Sonics was watching you play it while playing Destiny and talking you through how to get to where you needed to go. Yes, this is a thing. <laughs> this is a thing that happened, and I was like, D Sonics is good. At, he's very good at games. Like as much as Fraser's good at games. I would put D-Sonics on a higher level than games because I'm sure Frasers could finish Bloodborne Dark Souls and stuff, but just D-Sonics just wipes the floor with most people gaming-wise from what I've seen him play. Yep. Sitting playing Destiny in one screen, watching Andy in Bloodborne and letting Andy survive longer than he <laughs> technically should have in that game and guiding him through a game as well, like which isn't... Is the, I can't remember the name of the town in Bloodborne, but navigating it's not the easiest. So the fact that he knew that, like the back of his hand, and that was within launch window as well. Like, and yeah, he's sitting playing. Weeks, yeah. He's sitting, knowing all the ways to go and how to do stuff. Um, yeah, that guy should work for game game FAQs or game facts, as Andy calls it. <laughs> game facts. <sighs> but no, the, the game is good. It look it looks decent, and uh, like like I said, the gameplay is fast. So if you felt like Bloodborne and Dark Souls was too slow. This definitely mm. kind of addresses that. The combat mechanics are a bit different as well because there's a lot more parrying in it, um, I found. Um, the only real way you can continue to progress, I feel, with the game is if you parry an encounter a lot, which is mm. tricky to do because you parry using like L1. Like, you, you know, you press it at the right time and it does a parry and then you yeah. attack with your R... I think it's R1. Um, you attack with R1 and that does like a kind of killer blow sort of thing which like a lot of the enemies you can kind of take them down with that but the the enemy that I got to I couldn't, I couldn't beat him but like I said I only played for like an hour and I haven't had time to go back to it since then that was a couple of days ago but from what I've read the story's meant to be good because so. hmm. a lot of like Dark Souls and Bloodborne the story was found in the lore in the world rather than being shown to you in cutscenes and you started out with basically a fresh character in Bloodborne and Dark Souls where is this your kind of a already developed established character in a universe and that sounds better to me than I sometimes don't like the nameless faceless chosen one that's going to protect the lands I kind of like like jumping in the shoes of somebody that's already got a history yep there's like there's there is platforming elements to it which I don't think really fit into this type of game no I can't imagine the would like okay it's fine like the combat's good though um, and the platforming it works 
you can jump and then like do wall jumps and you can hug into walls and that sort of thing. But it doesn't look as like when you're doing that sort of stuff, it doesn't feel anywhere near as epic as like when you're doing it playing God of War, for example, like the sort the platform sections in God of War or like Tomb Raider. So I don't feel that this is, that's this game's strength. The stealth is okay, but it didn't explain to me how to crouch. <laughs> the first time it's like, oh, go into the reeds and and you'll be hidden. And I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. Went into the reeds and like, these guys just like spotted me straight away. I'm like, right. You just stand up with reeds about your ankles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, because the, guy, the guys obviously see me straight away, like, oh, what the fuck's that guy doing? Um, <laughs> but after I pressed every button and then worked out like what the crouch button was, which is, I think it's click the L3 stick. The crowd, yeah, if you're playing it, so but yeah, it's good, but it's very hard. Yeah, it wasn't one for me. I've seen it, seen it on the like, um, what do you call it? Seen it in the store. I'm like, mm, nah, not for me. Because hmm. the silly thing is, I do have money sitting in my Xbox account because I'm kind of skinned to this week until payday, and I use PayPal and got myself some Xbox vouchers on CD keys, thinking I could buy, um, what do you call it? Um, Lords of Shadow. Oh yeah. You, you know you can't use Xbox credit to buy Xbox three sixty games on Xbox One. Like yeah. you you can only if you had a three six I'm sure I've done this before actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm sure this happened to me before I bought the credit. I went on to buy it and I'm like, I can't buy this and it said that you have to have a three sixty to use the credit. Like you can't that makes no sense to me. Like and then I went on the website thinking, well I must be able to buy it from here. Nope. Only on a 360 can you use your Microsoft credit. So that's what like all the Reddit forums said. Like if you buy the Xbox credit on Xbox One, you then need to go on a 360 to spend it. That's so stupid. It is, yeah. But I mean, you can't just buy it with money. Yeah, but I like, obviously yeah. didn't have the money at the time. But then again, yeah, like yeah. I said, like we transferred money between accounts because obviously, like, mm. there's no point in being skinned and having savings. That's what we thought. And we moved money back over to get through, and I went. 20 quid won't harm us so <laughs> i got i got that it was well worth it like it was, it was worth a 20 quid game um was a shadow but yeah I, I was thinking of that sekiro but then see as i read into it i was like this doesn't appeal to me at all yeah did you play anything else anyway nope nothing else at all wow do you not even take the switch in the train you really need to get the Apple gaming service, Andy, because that's oh, for the yeah, man on wait. the go. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a nice day today, Andy. Um, so, everybody knows that I've been excited for the Mega SG. Spoilers, but that's what came. Right, and I pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it the minute it got announced. Because as much as Nintendo had the lovely um, Nintendo Classic consoles last year that me and Andy got, um, Sega hasn't had the same love like at all they've had like the sega flashbacks which were like you get handheld ones or you got the mega drive but it would only plug in like a yellow and white av cable because i've got that one and then and you could use the one thing is you could use the cartridges on it you could plug carts in um which was awesome because ones before was just like plug into the tv and play 20 mega drive games this one cartridge capability but what these things did right they used an emulator to emulate the mega drive software as you can get you used to be able to get widely and they downloaded the cartridge onto the the flash memory to play it so it was all janky and like laggy and the sound was awful off them so then like was it a couple years ago flashback games at games done like the hd mega drive maybe last year year before 79.99 i was like oh my god i need to get this because an hdmi port and it was just the same fucking thing slightly better i will say it's slightly better but like because the way they, they play the games, 
it's worse than using just a normal emulator. I don't think it's as bad as the PlayStation Classic by all means. Like I'm just really fussy when it comes to Mega Drive. And the worst thing was I got rid of the Mega Drive I had for this HD one coming out because I was that damn sure that it was going to be good because I traded it into my work. And, um, well, my work at the time. And I ended up getting the flash HD one. And, I, I mean, it done me. It was fine. Um, but then they announced a Sega SG. Sega SG is using FGPA, right? Now, what that is is hardware that it doesn't emulate Mega Drive software. It does the same thing as the hardware did in the original console. So you're getting no lag, no difference, nothing at all, but it's programmed to input at 1080p. So I was like, brilliant, and I got it. it do you know it shipped from Texas on Friday, Andy, and it came yesterday? Like... Mm. If take away the weekend, that's like two day delivery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's that's insane from Texas. So big up to FedEx for that. Um, however, I did get stung with a thirty pound import charge, which was fucking annoying as hell. I've not paid that yet, but FedEx can wait. Um, so anyway, I got it in, and then I was like, "Yay!" Oh wait, I don't have a wired controller just here. It's upstairs. Lexi's sleeping, so I had to go and order the eight bit Dolan. Um, because from when I went in the loft, I couldn't find it. And part of me thinks that it wasn't working right because on my flashback HD Mega Drive, um, I'd been using the, um, the the Bluetooth style controllers, but they're not Bluetooth. They're programs for that console, so it's not like I could link them up with my new one. And if you remember them, they're kind of smaller than a Mega Drive pad anyway, so in your hands. Um, but I got the 8-bit Dolan because it was £22 on Amazon. And... I just got the Mega Drive version, not the Bluetooth one, because I wanted it to work with this Mega Drive. And oh my god, this controller's lovely. I'll start with this controller. I was worried about it. Such a good controller, Andy. It's got a nice weight to it. Doesn't feel cheap or anything. There's no lag on the buttons from what I can play. Well, the style I play. Like, it's not like I'm a pro Street Fighter guy that counts screens or anything, you know. that. There's definitely lag there. I push the button, Sonic jumps. So the console itself, when I opened it, like it's premium as fuck. Like it's lovely. The box, it feels like you're buying high tech kit. It feels like you're buying a brand new console. And yes, people might be going, but it's 190 pounds. Yeah, but the Mega Drive is close to that. And this is not just a emulator in a box. You know, it doesn't feel light and flimsy. It feels solid. It's got like a rubberized base as well. So like it's not going to scratch or move when you set it down. Comes with some nice things in the box. You obviously get your HDMI lead. It runs off of a micro USB, as most of these do. Um, you get a Master System adapter. There's a cartridge that you can play Master System games with out the box. So this is practically Sega's entire back catalogue, apart for the Saturn. They're obviously still working. They didn't get it day one to work with 32X, so they're working on an FGPA cart, right? Um, that will plug in like a 32X and I'm hoping that happens before the end of the year um, if not I'll wait on it I don't think I'll order the Game Gear cart because the Game Gear, there's not really any exclusive games on that that I want because most of the games I'd want for it I prefer the Master System version to the Game Gear one anyway, so I don't see myself buying a Game Gear adapter for it um, the menu options on it are absolutely phenomenal, you can like scan lines, no skylines scan lines, half half hybrid sky, scan lines like smoothing options square and square pixels less square pixels like oh my god like the advanced options blow my mind like i'm like i don't even want to touch half of these until i watch a tutorial but the standard options the way it's set up absolutely perfect if you've got a 55 inch tv you're gonna need to go into the advanced options like me if you don't want black borders because obviously these games were not optimized to giant tvs the size of cinemas um so 
I went in and I've got it full screened and it's beautiful. It doesn't make it look like it's stretched in any way. You know how sometimes it does that if you zoom into a game. This doesn't do it. This outputs it to the screen size you're saying rather than just stretching the standard image. Um, so I'm sitting playing Sonic 3, um, Sonic 3 Complete, as big as I've ever played it and it looks perfect. Um, the sound on it itself is better than an original Mega Drive. I'll say that confidently because I've watched comparisons online. Um, graphically, it's better than even the Retron 5. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It was the multi-console that came out mm-hmm, yeah. because that only does 720. It doesn't do full 1080 by 720 at 60 frames a second like this does. But that's because that, again, is based on emulation. Now, the guys that were doing the... Remember the modular unit that you were looking at that got kick-started? Oh, yeah, yeah. They kind of came out and started slagging the Mega SG because all the popularity it was getting. But they were doing it wrong, and I watched a, a YouTube video on it. They're still using emulation, and they were saying, oh, but ours does and ours does that. And it's like, but you're still using emulation, so you're slandering a superior product. Like, it makes no sense. So anyway, this is the best Mega Drive I've ever played. I'm not even lying. Like, the the Bluetooth controller, I'm actually going to cancel my two wired ones because they've been delayed again. Like, Amazon are not now not getting them till May. It was meant to be out in March before this came out. Then it was meant to coincide with the launch. Then my last release date was April 25th. And now I got a message the other day saying it'll be like May the 27th. I'm like, no, I think I'll just order two of the 8-bit dough controllers after using this one. Um, it is cool that they're doing official licensed Sega ones, but why so many delays? Anyway, playing the console, um, I put it on and I'm like, where the hell is this built-in game? Because remember they found the game and it was called Hardcore. Oh, and yeah, basically, yeah. right. So it wasn't on my menu and I tweeted them. They didn't tweet back. And then I'm looking through Twitter. This has got an SD card slot on the side, right? One side, it's got the um, Mega CDs, right? You know, the, the bit where you can slot it into the Mega CD because this works with all, all that. Um, it's even got the bit of rubber, so you can... It's even got, like, a rubber plate thing that you sit underneath it, so it puts it to the height of the old Mega Drive because this is obviously, like, half the size of a Mega Drive, so it can slot in the Mega CD one or two. So the other side's an SD card slot, and uh, basically what that is, is they can push out firmware updates like a new console. And you just, like I done tonight, I went on my Mac and I was like, boom, 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 boom. Um, analog, Sega S- Mega SG firmware update, put it in and it opened up many more menu options. And it gave them the ability to sideload, obviously, Ultra Core, they've called it now because of licensing reasons. Now, I played Ultra Core tonight. That game's absolutely phenomenal. Like, this was, like, finished and ready to go to press and it got cancelled because everybody was moving on to, like, polygons rather than, like, um, pixels, because it was the 3D era in 1994. And it was... Do you know who made this game, Andy? Mm-hmm. Dice. All right, okay. Cool. So Dice made this before Dice got EAized. <laughs> and, like, it's basically like a Contra-style game where you're this guy and your entire team's been taken out. And, like, it's just one of those crazy games where you're shooting and everything's on screen. I finished the first level. The one downside, I would say, about this Sega console, right... Now, it does work with, like, Game Genies and stuff like that, so you can get save states that way, or, like, if it's got battery backup, but the console itself has no save state backup thing on it because it's obviously designed on the original system software, the system hardware. Um, That, to me, is an oversight, and it's something that they should add with firmware, you know, because it wouldn't be hard. Like, if you've got an SD card, then you could use that to save the game, surely. So... The fact I know it's a modern convenience, but that really annoyed me. You could see the flashback Mega Drive the HD win, it had save slots on it. Do you know what I mean? Like you could save a game. But obviously when these games came out, what, thirty years ago the Mega Drive came out? Something like that. Um 
you couldn't save. If you had to turn the console off, then your game was done, unless it was a game like Sonic 3 or something. So I do think it's a slight oversight, but again, a further firmware update could change that. Um, I've not been able to test the Master System functionality on it because um, I don't have any Master System games currently, but I do plan on getting Sonic 1 in the Master System to test that out with. Um, but like I said, the save, the see the save slot thing, like they, they need to add that with firmware because I get what they've done. They've recreated the best Mega Drive and made it HD, but you don't have to be that meticulous, you know, that based on the hardware that much because if I can update the firmware in the side of this, you can add a save state slot. And yes, it's a modern convenience and some retro gamers would say, sacrilege, you have to finish the game all at once or pause it and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. For for me, it's like I, I've got a child. That's like one. I don't have. I don't have time. Like if I'm not working, I've got the kid. It's like I don't have time. Like to be able to go back to this game. Like I can play it for maybe an hour in the afternoon when she's sleeping. If I have to restart that hour, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. So I played Tanglewood. Um, I'm going to reserve my thoughts on Tanglewood until I've got my full review because I'm going to write a review as promised on it. Um, looks okay. So I'm going to say about it. Um, Ultra Core though. Absolutely smashing. Sonic 3 Complete is one of the best games of all time in my mind, and Sonic 3 Complete looks incredible on it. It's never sounded better to me, and I absolutely love the soundtrack of that game, especially the ones that Michael Jackson kind of inspired. Well, not inspired. He'd fucking done the soundtrack. Let's not lie about it. You know? Yeah, he did the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, he did the soundtrack. So it's, it's absolutely incredible. And see, just being able to stretch out full screen, you can't even do that with like, the ones on the, the Xbox and stuff. You know, they've still got the Sega borders on them. So... The fact that I can do that with this console um, is absolutely incredible. Like, I will never need to buy another Mega Drive ever again. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's this is the final Mega Drive. You don't need another one after this. I, I, if I didn't already have the Super Nintendo official one, and it did, it, the Super Nintendo one does it so well, like, it's so optimized that you don't notice that it's emulated, in my mind anyway. And I've practically done the sideload on it to get every SNES game I would want. So I would not need to get the Super NT that they brought out. But this Mega SG, this Sega, whatever it's called, Mega SG, it's, it's basically the Mega Drive 3 for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't see Sega's official one being better than this, personally. Yeah. I don't think it will be. Um, I was going to do a YouTube video on this. I think if you go on YouTube, Metal Jesus Rocks has already got the definitive video. There's no way to do a better video than that. He's compared it to the original Mega Drive. The Mega Drive Mark II and, you know, the Mega CD system that had the Mega Drive and CD and the Retron 5, he's done the side-by-side comparison, showed you all and talked you through everything because obviously okay. he got an advanced copy to review. So I would say, like, for me doing a video, like, I would, all, all my video would be saying, like, clicking the link and go and watch Metal Jesus' one. It's that comprehensive that I'm like, I was in the mind to do a video all day today, Andy, and Tez, I went, Pfft, yeah, there's, that covers it all. I would rather folk just watched his than watch mine anyway, because like I could not do a better job than him. And it's not about doing a better job. It's just like there's no need for a secondary video outside of his because I watched a couple of the other ones and Spawn Wave was slightly different because he takes the things apart. But hmm. Metal Jesus done all the side by side comparisons that I wouldn't be able to do, you know, because I don't have an Elgato or anything like that. So I couldn't even stream off the other Mega Drives to compare it. Um, but he's he's done all that. So if if you want to watch a comprehensive video, watch his. But yeah, I would definitely say, see, if you're a fan like, and you're like, oh, but it's too pricey, well, then you don't want it. Like, it's the price of a fucking console. Like, this, this is not an emulator that you're buying in a plastic shell. This is not a Raspberry Pi like the other ones. This is a full new console, like, built inside this. 
to do the Mega Drive stuff, you know. So um, it's the best. It's the best way to play it. Like, I, it, there's only so many times I can say it, but I'm so excited about this that I feel like I've got. I have got a new Mega Drive, but I feel like it's like me getting. Oh, it's the new Mega Drive. You know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So I, I'm more than happy. It looks lovely, like version because the European model, even though all the models came with the same stuff in the box because they run off a USB um, power port. Um, the red and white looks better than the European white and white. There is a, a full white version or the Japanese one was red and blue, the button in the front, but you can even customise the way the, the LED light when it comes on, Andy's like white and then it goes red. And I like that because it was red in my Mega Drive too. You can change that so it's like rainbow colour. Every bit of this co- console is customisable from the menu. Like I've never seen so many options to the point where the menu text you can customise. There's two alternate text versions, two different fonts. There's like uppercase lowercase oh my god like even they went to that much detail that you can change the fonts on the fucking menu <laughs> incredible piece of kit and and the fact that you get ultra core which is to my knowledge at the moment until hackers rip this open um it's the only way to play it because it was unreleased um and because this is an sd card slot on the side which i didn't expect it to have um because on the back you've just got your micro usb in hdmi in and you've got the Mega CD port on the other side, and then the front's got the two Mega Drive ports. The other side with the SD card, the minute I seen that, I'm like, this is going to be able to sideload games onto it easily. Mm, but, but at the same time, do you really want to do that? Because you're buying the machine because it's optimized to fucking play off the cartridge, which is the best, purest way, cleanest way, lag-free way to play these games. It's not all ROM rips are that good that's why there's like six versions of different ones um but yes the other thing is as well it's completely region free to the point where i can go in the menu and i can choose ntsc ntsc like north ntsc like you can choose different regions of pal you can choose like japanese so i can play now any genesis game any japanese mega drive game any european australian any any game will work in this which is great because back then you couldn't do that so um that's that's good for me because like if I see Genesis games at the Sunday market, I kind of like the Genesis logo in some of the boxes compared to the Mega Drive one. I might pick up some Genesis games now um, to play them through. Uh, I'm definitely now I'm definitely now getting back on Mega Drive game collecting. My first protocol is to get a decent box with hopefully instructions versions of Aladdin because I just love that game. But I've got a feeling because of the new movie that game's going to skyrocket in price soon. We're not skyrocket. We're not skyrocket, but you know what I mean. So, yeah. I've got a few Master System games I'm allowed to buy, um, but mostly Mega Drive games. Like I did love my Master System. Like I do want the Master System Game Ground, so I'll pick that up. I do want Sonic in the Master System. Um, I don't really want Sonic Two or Sonic Chaos, but like the mostly Mega Drive games that I'm going to get. But Tango Woods, I'm I'm on like the second level or third level of the woods now, and Xeno Crisis should be out hopefully this year. I hope it's out this year, but obviously it's understandable that get delayed with the guy being in the car accident. Um, but that that game should be good. Um, honestly, I can't I can't like say enough good things about this console. Like ten out of ten, I've never been happier. So much day one, I don't think I can't remember being this excited. Um, because I didn't think it would like part of me always knew that it was going to be good because of the Super NT reviews but like see every journalist is gushing over it today and I'm not just jumping in the bandwagon I've I've criticised it like I think it should have a safe state slot even though it is meant to be like the Mega Drive do you know what I mean I think that 
even though it's a modern convenience, should have been there. If the, if the crappy AT games been had it on it, then there's no reason for that not to. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> playing Sonic Three complete, and I'm like, hmm, where, where's my option to save this? Hmm, hmm, it's not here. And luckily, obviously, it's got its own. I think it's got a battery backup. But then, it, that's a repro cart, so I'd be very surprised if it's got a battery backup. But when I turned the console off and back into the game, it saved. You know, my save state slot, and I'm like, huh. So anyway, I think they should add that in firmware anyway, and I'm excited that it, it comes with Master System. Like this is the perfect console. See, if you don't know what to buy the Sega fan in your life, and you've got like two hundred pounds, and that's what you want to spend on them, buy this. Honestly, two day delivery from Texas to Scotland. Like I've never had anything that quick. Even a letter from England would probably take a week. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 part of me kind of wants to keep my pre order for these Mega Drive two. You know the the retro bit ones, just to test wired ones on it, and I also kind of want to pick up the Bluetooth official Sega one that's coming out just to test it. But because I've got this eight bit dough one, and I've heard all good things about them anyway from people who bought them to play on the Switch, like I kind of just want to buy another one of them at called A because I don't really need you only need two controllers in the Mega Drive anyway unless you buy micro machines. But like I don't think I'll ever need more than that, so. I might just buy the 8-bit dough and call it a day. And I I was like, oh, this is going to be batteries, isn't it? And no, it comes with its own micro-USB charger, and the charge lasts apparently two days' worth. So there you go. I I I highly recommend it. Like, you're going to hear more about this from me. I'm going to play a lot more Mega Drive games now. It's actually took prime place under my PlayStation 4 um, because I'm not... It's not that the other one looked nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've seen my HD Mega Drive pictures of it. It just looks like a Mega Drive, and it's branded Sega, but... This one's just, it's something else. Just the weight of it alone, it's like, this feels like I've bought something here, whereas the last one was so cheap and light that I'm like, there's a fucking Raspberry Pi stuck inside a bo- inside a plastic case. That's all this is. Um, yeah, it's the perfect Mega Drive. It's it's better than the original Mega Drives. Like, it's better. It's, it's just this. It, there's no way of it not being, because the sound's so fucking clear. Like... I don't know if depth something you can say about sound because I'm not a music guy, but it's almost like you can hear different parts of the song. And you're like, I didn't know it was meant to sound like that. That's awesome. But it also gives you the option to turn that off and hear it like the original Mega Drive as well. So nice. there's just so many options in it that I will never probably use all of them. I've just got full, full screen on a 4K TV Mega Drive games that don't look like, you know, that way when you see composite and it looks almost like bloody, like you're seeing it through like, lenses like this is just so crystal clear that it looks like oh cool somebody's remade that like that's almost what it feels like to me because it's so smooth if you put the smoothing options on but certain games like sonic i still think those palm trees should have certain pixels on them that, that need to look like pixels but then other games it's like that ultra corp and you smooth it out it's just like oh my god this looks brilliant plays so well as there's no lag and oh honestly the mega drive is one of my favorite consoles of all time like it was definitely when i hit gaming like hit the ground running with gaming anyway because the master system was obviously my first foray into it um so to have this here and the ability to play master system games on it's just incredible but that's it sorry i get very excited there <laughs> can you imagine how annoying that would imagine i was still drinking a bottle of wine or two bottles of wine as some shows were and i was trying to explain that no you don't understand that <laughs> So yeah, I, I I would highly recommend them. 
you're not going to be able to pick them up cheap either. Like that's just the price of them. It's not like these are going to find their way onto the second hand market anytime soon. I don't imagine so. Unless do you guys get the Super NTN? Are you allowed to buy that? No. I've never seen one, so I'm not sure. We get eight bit doll controllers. I know that. But I don't know what the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because eight bit doll, it's not the same company, but they kind of had some sort no. of partnership. Because I had the option to buy a controller with it. But it was like 35 quid, and I'm like, well, no, because they're up for pre-order for like 20 quid on Amazon, so I'll just do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't expect my um, retro, uh, what was it, retro bit that's doing the Sega ones, I didn't expect them to be delayed. It's kind of weird, it's almost as if something went wrong with them. But the reviews have all said they're pretty decent, but this, this one, no, it's kind of, fits my hand really nice. Um, it's not the same kind of shape as the old Mega Drive controller, but that was kind of bulky anyway. This is the six-button version one, which is slimmer. Um, and it's got L, L, L and R button at the top, which the old one never had, but it just feels nice and right. So uh, get it. Just get it. Just don't don't listen to any more that I've got to say. Just buy this console. But anyway, that's that's all I've played this week. Nice. We finished there. Short ass show. Cool. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with episode 317 right here on All Games Live um, you've got Chip Seller and the rest of the guys in the B team later on tonight and it's usually in two hours so it's two and a half hours away two and a half hours mm, yep two and a half hours two and a half hours and you didn't have to listen to me and Andy for too long um, thankfully so um, yes we'll be back next week um, with more of the same maybe Andy will played some more Samurai Ninjas Dark Souls I imagine I will have okay so anyway thanks for listening peace out